0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cauldron Conversations. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Sophie. We are here today to talk a little about Imbolc. So this is going to be a shorter episode than usual, but we're going to give you some information on this wonderful holiday that is coming up. It's
1: right around the corner. Imbolc is February 1st in the Northern Hemisphere and August 1st in the Southern Hemisphere. In Celtic Tradition Imbolc marks the halfway point between the winter solstice and the vernal or spring equinox, which is the time when the sun crosses the plane of the equator toward the relevant hemisphere, marking day and night equal length. Imbolc reminds us that spring is coming and there will be new life. Imbolc is about new beginnings, transformation, awakening and emergence from hibernation. We're coming out of the harsh winter months, warmer weather is coming. This was important to people in the past. Before electricity and modern ways of preserving food, survival was hard. The only heat they had in winter was burning a fire, and the only light they had was flame. It was far different than how we live today. The changing of the seasons meant life goes on. It still does, but we tend not to view it that way now. Imbolc is one of the eight Sabbaths and one of the four fire festivals celebrated by pagans. Imbolc is also known as Bridget's Day, though there are other deities
0: associated with the holiday. Some of these other deities include Aphrodite, the Greek goddess of love, Bast, the Egyptian goddess who was known as the protector of mothers, Caridwen, the Celtic goddess, had powers of prophecy, and she is known as the keeper of the cauldron of knowledge. While many of the deities associated with Imbolc are goddesses, there is one god to note, and that is Faunus, the Roman god, who was similar in lore and tradition to the Greek god Pan. He was an agricultural god honored in a festival in mid-February, which is close to Imbolc in time. But let's talk a little bit more about Brigid, this holiday is primarily associated with Bridget. It's kind of her gig, kind of her Sabbath. And I, for one, absolutely adore Bridget. I have worked with her for years. She's, she's really my favorite of all the gods and goddesses that I've ever worked with, of all the pantheons, and there are lots of them out there. There's just something about Bridget that just calls to my heart.
1: She was the first goddess that I worked with.
0: Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that. That's neat. Brigid is the patron goddess of Ireland and is considered the Irish goddess of hearth and home. Imbolc is also known as the day of the feast of St. Brigid when she is honored. Brigid was beloved by the Celtic people to the point that when Christianity came to the area, it had to incorporate her into its customs. Brigid was one of the most powerful of the Celtic gods and goddesses. She was the daughter of the Dagda, the oldest god in the Celtic pantheon. According to legend, Brigid was born with a flame in her head and drank milk from a mystical cow from the spiritual realm. It is also said that she's believed to have done the very first keening, a traditional wailing by women at funerals in Ireland and Scotland. Unlike many other gods, it is believed that Brigid was an actual person because there are historical accounts of her written by monks as far back as the 8th century. In Roman Catholic tradition, Bridget is the patron saint of Irish nuns, newborns, midwives, and cattle. According to legend, in the 12th century, the nuns in Kildare tended a fire built in Bridget's honor. The fire had burned for 500 years and produced no ash, and only women were allowed close to the fire. Bridget is known as the goddess of the eternal flame, and she's charged with its protection. Each year, a flame burns during the feast of St. Bridget. Or Bridget's Festival in Kildare, Ireland. In fact, I used to work with someone years ago who knew how much I loved Bridget. And she went to Kildare, Ireland for the Feast of St. Bridget. And there was the flame there. And so she lit a candle from that and brought the candle back to me. It is one of my treasured possessions. And so whenever I want to work with Bridget... I will light another candle from that so I can kind of preserve that candle. This all reminds me of a wonderful statue I have of Bridget. I love it. I use it a lot. I keep it in my, in my space, in my magical space. And behind her, on the back of the statue, is a place for three candles. And she is standing, and on one side there is a basket of yarn, which is a very homey, hearthy kind of thing, On her other side is an anvil with some blacksmithing tools because she's also associated with blacksmiths and forge work. And she's holding up her left hand and looking at it. And on her hand is a flame. And I just love that. I keep looking at it going, wow, wouldn't that be really cool to be able to hold out my hand and create a flame in it? How awesome would that be? (laughs) But anyway, I digress talking about my statue of Bridget. But like I said, I just love her. Bridget is also called the goddess of the sacred well because she protects its healing waters. She is also credited with the creation of the whistle for women to use as a defense if they're being attacked. Bridget is a shapeshifter and takes on many forms and has presented herself in all aspects of maiden, mother, and crone. In Celtic lore, she also represents mother, daughter, and wife. She's been known to appear as a bird, smoke, a snake, and a pillar of fire fire is transformative, so Brigid is also known as a goddess of transformation. According to one myth, there were actually three sisters all named Brigid. They were the goddess of the hearth fire, the goddess of the forge fire, and the goddess of transforming or creative fire. Brigid was a very home and hearth goddess, and as such she was really known for
1: her healing work and for helping the poor. Bridget's healing work brings to mind the story of Bridget's cloak. Bridget wanted to build a place where people could come for healing and help, but she had no land or money. She went to the king of Leinster and asked him to give her a plot of land on which to build a monastery. He refused, but she was not deterred. She asked him again for land, but this time said, give me as much land as my cloak will cover. The king laughed, but agreed she took off her cloak placed it on the ground then instructed four women who were with her each to take a corner of the cloak and begin walking in the four directions north south east and west to the king's horror bridget's cloak grew and eventually covered many acres he yelled for the women to stop afraid of how much of his land the cloak might cover not only did he give her the land the cloak covered but he gave her money to build the monastery and help the poor. Bridget built the monastery around the year 470.
0: If I remember correctly, this was one of the miracles that the Roman Catholic Church used when they sainted Bridget, and it's it's just a wonderful story. (laughs) It really is. So there are a few associations with Imbolc. Actually, there are a lot, but we're only gonna go through a few here. In terms of your magical workings around Imbolc, it's a great time for cleansing work, protection, spells or work around birth or rebirth, transformation, creation, health and healing, and awakening. Some of the colors that we associate with Imbolc are light green for growth, fertility, and health, white for cleansing, protection, and healing, and yellow for creativity, communication, the sun, and planning for the future.
1: Some of the herbs associated with Imbolc are angelica, basil, green, and wormwood. Some of the trees are blackthorn and rowan. Rowan was a sacred tree to the ancient Celts. Flowers associated with Imbolc are daffodils and crocus, the earliest flowers that often pop through the snow in colder climates.
0: I love daffodils and I think one of the reasons I like daffodils so much is that very reason. We've had this cold winter. The earth is kind of bare and you look around and There are no leaves on the trees and the grass is brown and while I think winter has its own special beauty and I really love this season there's something so nice about that splash of color when the daffodils start blooming and the crocuses and not only is that splash of color so bright against that stark winter landscape but I'm sure it's beautiful if it's against snow if you're lucky enough to be where you you get a bunch of snow but I just love that reminder that this cold weather is going to end and we're going to have spring again and it's going to be warm again.
1: And the crocus are so dear to my heart because my grandmother always had crocus in her front yard Aww. and they were like little faces just looking at you above the snow. <laughs>
0: That's great.
1: And some of the crystals and stones associated with Imbolc are amethyst and turquoise. Metals are brass and gold.
0: Some of the symbols associated with Imbolc are a whistle, because as we mentioned, she is credited with the creation of the whistle, the besom, a very home and hearth kind of tool, as well as the cauldron, corn dollies, and of course, Bridget's cross. That's probably the most common symbol for Imbolc. I remember an Imbolc celebration that you and I attended at a friend's home many years ago, and one of the things we did was we made Bridget's crosses. And what I liked was that she had pipe cleaners for us to make them out of. Traditionally, I think they've been made out of things like dried grasses and corn husks, which aren't always easy to find and can be difficult to work with, especially if you have arthritis or other problems with your hands. But the pipe cleaners are easy to get at a craft store, and they're easy to bend and work with. And the crosses turned out to be quite lovely.
1: They were. I've still got mine. Me too.
0: Some of the foods associated with M bulk are dried fruits, grains, potatoes, salted meats, cheese, and nuts. And if you think about this list, these are items that were probably most commonly preserved before modern canning methods and refrigeration and things like that. Because you could dry your fruit out in the sun, grains and potatoes store well, as do nuts and cheese, and then salting meats was a way of preserving them so i think it's very appropriate that those are the kind of foods associated with in bulk, cuz those are the kind of foods that people would have survived on many years ago throughout the cold winter months and then beverages are dairy ale mead and cider so in terms of of things people do to celebrate Imbolc while it's a fire festival it's not like It's not like some of the holidays like Yule and Samhain and Beltane where people tend to have big celebrations and parties. But I think we each find our own way to honor and celebrate in bulk. For me, it's a little different. I don't think of it so much as a celebration as an action. It's something that I do on in bulk or around in bulk, I guess I should say. You know, of course, I do things like You know i pull out my little statue and i light the candles but around in bulk is the time that i sit down and plan my garden i think about the things i want to grow this year are there any new herbs i want to plant that i haven't been growing are there plants that needed to be rotated plants that need to be replaced you know things like that so some plants don't produce and last for years and years and years sometimes you have to dig them up and replace them so I do a lot of planning around InBulk as to what I plan to do out in my yard and in my garden in the spring and summer months. So it's more of an activity to me than honoring, but it fits with the timing. It fits with coming out of winter and into spring and that preparation for the warmer weather. So that's, that's what I do
1: at InBulk. Mine's more action too. I plan on what I'm going to grow. However, it's things I wish to accomplish. Okay. I will do some energy cleaning, not spring cleaning, just get getting good energy moving in the house. Then I will purge my closet and get rid of things I don't wear, things that don't fit, find them homes where they will be enjoyed.
0: That's a great idea. And for those of you listening, you will find your own way, your own things that you choose to do it in bulk, or it may be something you choose to not do at all. And that's okay. Not all witches celebrate the Sabbaths. You don't have to. We just want you to have the information in case it's something you choose to do or in case it's something you want to explore a little more.
1: And I find myself doing these things without realizing that in bulk is coming. Me too. Last week, I just told Spencer, I said, okay, it's time for you to go through your closet. Let's get rid of what you're not wearing. <laughs> and then that night, I thought, ah, in bulk is on its way.
0: Well, and I think that happens when you, when we do things to get more in touch with nature and more in touch with the seasons and living by the seasons as opposed to strictly following our calendar. I think we fall into those routines naturally. There's some kind of natural rhythm to those things. And I think we fall back into that natural rhythm without even realizing it. And then we look back in a situation like that and go, oh, wow, yeah, it is time. So yeah, I think that's very fitting. But anyway, we hope you've learned a little bit today about in and about my personal favorite goddess, Bridget. And we hope you'll enjoy us next time. We're going to be talking about magical tools in our next episode. And that's always fun. Magical tools are just a bunch of wonderful things to work with. And we look forward to talking about it. So thanks again for being with us today. And we'll catch you next time. See you then.